This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This Christmas, feel joy, gift joy and send them joy with the perfect gift at Arnott's. Explore an endless array of gifting that will bring joy to everyone on your list. Shop Irish at the Christmas market, support emerging new businesses with Pitch 22 or find something extra special from one of our world-class brands. Shop in-store and online at arnott's.ie. Welcome, welcome to Mama Mystery. I am your host, Kelly. And I am your co-host, Austin. And I hope that you notice that I have finally figured out the sound issue. Hopefully it's better this episode. I've been having issues getting Austin's mic to be loud enough and so that we're about we're both at the same volume and I'm just not really big, savvy. Big rookies. With this, yeah. That's but by right. episode by episode 21, we finally figured it out. And that's your message for if you're trying to get good at something. Yeah, you just you just keep going. You just keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. Really motivational. I hope that really got you through your Monday. The motivational so. Monday mama mystery murder. Oh my gosh. So yes, it is Murder Monday. So we do have an exciting episode ready for you today. But first, I want to remind everyone about the giveaway we're doing. If you are a new listener, we do have a giveaway that we're doing. Um, Basically, all you have to do is go to Apple Podcast, write us a review. You do have to write it. Otherwise, I cannot see who left it. Um, And if you write us a review on Apple Podcast, you'll be entered in to win 50 bucks. Cha-ching. We'll pick the winner December 23rd. Cha-ching. All right. So today I know is Murder Monday, but I think there are going to be some differing opinions as to whether or not this story actually is a murder case or not. So I want to hear your thoughts when we're done. In the end, I want to know, do you think that this was like an act of God or a cold-blooded murder. There are really strong opinions both ways here. So I'm eager to hear or see or whatever what you think. I hope we disagree. <laughs> it's funny when we disagree on the episodes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. I, I honestly don't know what I think. Let's hear it. So yeah, I guess we'll just get started. So we begin this story in 2017 in Carlisle, Ohio. The Richardson family was a seemingly normal, upper-middle-class, well-put-together family. Carlisle is a really small town and has been described by the father of the Richardson family as like a Mayberry town with that wholesome, small-town, family type of feel. It's a safe town where everyone seems to know each other. Um, The two children of the Richardson family were great in school and in sports. Brooke Skyler Richardson, who more commonly goes by the name Skyler, was a cheerleader and an exceptional student at Carlisle High School, while her brother Jackson was a football player, and he was also really good in school as well. From the outside looking in, this is like a picture-perfect family, but on the inside, like many other perfect pic- picture-perfect families, things weren't so perfect. Skyler struggled with an eating disorder. 
Her parents claimed that her eating disorder controlled a huge majority of her life. Even at 12 years old, Skylar would refuse to buy gum because it had five calories. Her parents tried to get her help with counselors, therapists, nutritionists, etc. And and ultimately, she was diagnosed with body dysmorphia disorder. Her image consumed her, and there have been some reports that it was amplified by the pressure put on by her mother. Her parents, Kim and Scott, were both respected members of the community, and it was important to them that they upheld that image and respect. So it's easy to assume that this pressure caused Skylar to feel like she had to be perfect at all times. During the cheerleading season, Skylar was a flyer, which does impose some weight restrictions. And I say that carefully because I was a cheerleader and I was a base. I am 5'10", so I was probably way too tall and probably too heavy to be a flyer. But it's not just a vanity thing. It's like a physics thing. The lightest, smallest girls go on top. But I also realize that it's a slippery slope talking about how a sport can have a weight requirement because obviously it can lead to serious self-esteem issues. So there's probably better wording I could have chosen. But it kind of just is what it is. Exactly. You're, you're not going to be a stick that plays offensive line either. Right. Offensive line dudes are heavy set big dudes. Mm-hmm. They're powerful. Yeah. It's just it's, wrestling it's has weight actual weight requirements. Like you yeah. have to be you within a, a certain class. weight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's not anything. Yeah, but I just I say it carefully because I I know like in cheerleading it's not a it's not a specified weight requirement, but you do have to be small. It's just common sense, right? Anyway, Skylar took it to the extreme though, purging almost constantly to stay tiny. And I also want to emphasize I'm talking about being tiny because she's a flyer. Okay, I'm not saying big girls can't be cheerleaders. So please don't twist my okay, words. You don't gotta preface this. Let's just keep. I, you never know. Board. There's so many softies. You just never they know. Just won't listen to the podcast. Probably not. Okay. So in the off season, she would binge and sometimes gain up to 40 pounds, only to lose it all again right before the next cheerleading season arrived. But at the same time, Kim, her mom, would encourage Skylar to work out and do sit-ups so that she would look slimmer. And it's even been reported that Skylar's mom encouraged her to take laxatives to assist her in losing weight. So in the early spring of 2017, when Skylar started to put on some weight, friends and family knew that this was kind of her cycle. It was the off season for cheerleading, and it was kind of her regular routine to start gaining weight again. Plus, she had a boyfriend that she was really happy with. So they assumed that her weight gain was not something to worry about, but rather a sign of positive change, like she's getting healthy. So by April of 2017, Skylar had been dating her boyfriend, Brandon, for a few months, and they had plans to go to prom together. Skylar's parents noticed this relationship getting kind of serious, so they set up an appointment for Skylar to see her gynecologist to get on some birth control. Prior to this, Skylar only had one other serious boyfriend named Trey. It was like a friend's cousin. But they broke up the previous summer, right before he was about to leave for college. On April 26, 2017, Skylar has her appointment with her OBGYN. At this point, Skylar is now 18, so she goes to her into her appointment by herself while her mom stays out in the lobby. 
When Skylar gets called back into a room, she tells the doctor she hasn't had a period in months, which isn't uncommon when you have an eating disorder. Many times when you have an eating disorder, you can lose your period for months at a time. But she's there to ask for a birth control prescription. So they ask her to do a routine pregnancy test, and it comes back positive. Her doctor asks her if she knew she was pregnant, and Skylar says she thought she might be, but she wasn't sure. And then the doctor tells her that she is 32 weeks pregnant. That's eight months. No way. Eight months pregnant. What? Yeah. How do you not know that? I mean, I don't know about but like being a girl being pregnant, but like, don't you know? I mean, you usually yes, <laughs> usually yes. And I know there's like shows of people who, you know, didn't know they were pregnant until they showed up at the ER with abdominal pains and they push out a baby. Are you serious? It, That's it's, a real thing. Apparently, it's a thing. I mean, I was very obviously pregnant, so I could never have. What the hell? I have no idea. I never heard of this. Yeah. Well, and I guess if you if you don't regularly have your period, you know, if you're not on a regular cycle, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. But, I mean... But aren't there... I, mean, I don't know. I don't want to get into women's biology here. <laughs> the women's biology podcast. This is just a mystery podcast. Right. So, but, I mean, so she crazy. she had an idea that she might have been. And the other thing is, you can look at the pictures that we posted on Instagram. And there's pictures of her as a cheerleader before she got pregnant. And then there's pictures of her at the beach in a bikini. And she doesn't really and she's, look... she's, what, four months pregnant? Though? No, she was seven and a half months pregnant. No way. Yes. It's weird. She doesn't carry it in her stomach. And Not that's really. You normally carry babies normally. Austin. Yeah. <laughs> I just like I don't understand. I, you don't see it in the picture. Well, and then so that's wild. Yeah, and then in the third picture that we have on the Instagram page, Mama Mystery, is of her in her red prom dress. She's eight, or she was full term. And she just doesn't even look like... And it's like the slightest protuberance, (laughs) but like it's nothing to be like she's... Yeah, protuberance. I can't freaking say that word. What is it with me? Every time I get on a podcast, I like short circuit and I can't pronounce things. But anyway, yeah, so she was eight months pregnant. So at this appointment, Skylar starts to get super anxious and upset, crying to her doctor, begging him not to tell her mom. She knew her mom would be super disappointed and upset. And this part is a little surprising to me, but maybe it's not all that surprising since it's like a super small town and everybody knows each other. So some things that wouldn't slide at another doctor's office maybe slides here. But Skylar begs the doctor to give her a birth control prescription so that she can show her mom that she got the script. And the doctor agrees to prescribe her birth control as long as she promises to come back for prenatal care. So the doctor gives her the medicine even though he knows she's pregnant. So, as far as I know, no. But I mean, like you know, it's not—it's not going to terminate a pregnancy. But I don't know what other kind of side effects it would have. Interesting. So social pressure. Yeah. Oh well, and pressure from her parents too, or or more specifically, her mom. Yeah. So when Skylar comes back with the prescription, Kim can tell that she's been crying. So she asks her what happened. And Skylar just told her that it was a traumatic experience being her first time at the OBGYN. And I think if you're a girl, you can probably relate to this. I mean, I don't know anybody that looks forward to going to the OBGYN. I certainly don't. So anyway, well, within a couple days, yeah. 
Within a couple days, Skylar is at school when she gets a text from her mom. Apparently, Kim received an email from the OBGYN about Skylar's pregnancy. It was allegedly sent to Kim by accident. So Kim tells Skylar her life is over and she'd have she'd have no future if she was pregnant. And Skylar insisted that this was a mistake and that she was absolutely not pregnant. She got the prescription filled, took the pills like they were supposed to be taken if you're not pregnant, and never called her doctor back or set up any future appointments. So she just convinced her mom that she was not pregnant, even though she knew she was. So a few weeks later, on May 5th, Skylar got ready for prom and wore that beautiful mermaid-style red sparkly gown. And in the picture, which, like I said, is on our Instagram page, you can see the slightest bump, but nothing that looks like she's definitely seven or eight months pregnant. And at this point, she's actually full term. She would have been nine months pregnant. So she and Brandon go to prom, dance the night away as if life is just normal. Two days later... Two days later, on May 7th, Skylar gave birth to her daughter alone in her bathroom while her parents were asleep. What? Skylar said that she woke up in the middle of the night with extreme back and stomach pains. She went into the bathroom and sat on the toilet where she says the baby just kind of came out. Her story has changed a little bit over time. Sometimes she says she tried to catch her. Other times she said that she didn't and the baby just fell into the toilet. Um, There are also discrepancies as to whether or not the cord was wrapped around the baby's neck and what color the baby was, like if the baby was pink or if the baby was super pale. Because at first she said the baby was white. And normally when babies come out, they might have like white stuff on them, but like their color is supposed to be pink. So anyway, um, also there were discrepancies of if the baby was breathing or if the baby had a heartbeat. Skylar told or Skylar said that she held her for hours waiting for her to open her eyes or cry, but that she never did. Skylar then cleaned up the bathroom and wrapped her baby girl in a towel and she took the baby down to the garage and grabbed a shovel She chose a spot in her backyard between two trees where she could see the spot from her bedroom window. She dug a small hole, placed her baby in the hole. All this in the middle of the night? All of this happened in the middle of the night. And, you know, it's crazy because some people are in labor for like 20 hours. The fact that she just like woke up and like gave birth and had enough time to clean herself up, clean up the bathroom, go dig a hole and bury her baby is just like mind-blowing to me. So anyway... Um, She dug a small hole, placed her baby in the hole, along with some rose petals from this corsage that Brandon got her for prom, and she buried her baby and decided to name her Annabelle. The next morning, she texts Brandon and says, quote, last night was the worst night ever, and I didn't go to sleep till 530, but I feel so much better this morning. I'm happy. He says, good, babe. I hate that you went through that without me. And she responds, it's okay. I'm just glad it's over. Later that day, Skylar went to the gym. And while she was there, she texted her mom, quote, I'm literally speechless with how happy I am. My belly is back. OMG. I am never, ever, ever, ever letting it get like this again. You're about to see me looking freaking better than ever before. OMG. And her mom says, that is what I'm talking about. Way to be great. 
way to be great attitude. It paid off. I am so, so proud. You will look amazing at school tomorrow. And her mom apparently had no idea that she had just given birth to a baby. And then Brooke also, or her name is Brooke Skyler, but she goes by Skyler. Skyler took a picture of herself at the gym and it very much looks like a post pregnancy baby belly. Like it's, her stomach's flat right until like her belly button where it has this like, you know, very defined bump. And if you just Google it, you can find those pictures, but it, it's very clearly a post baby belly. And I have so um, many freaking weird thoughts running through my head. Keep going. I know. So this is weird as hell. Yeah. And sad. It is and sad. Like sad about what happened, but sad about like how much social pressure and pre- like social media, mm-hmm. everybody in her life, her mom, everybody has been put on her mm-hmm. and to think this is right. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, is she like messed up mentally because of all the pressure and like that doesn't make it okay though, but you know, benefit of the doubt. I don't know. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. So we'll get into more of that in just a minute, but two months go by and it's time for Skylar to get a refill on that birth control that she'd been taking. So she sets up an appointment with her OBGYN on July 12th. The one she hasn't seen since she was same office, but she sets it up with a different doctor this time at her appointment. It's in her chart that she was pregnant the last time she was there that, as if there's not notes in the system. <laughs> right. Yikes. Just delete those last notes from last visit. Yeah, that was, yeah, I don't know. The doctor asks her how her baby is doing, seeing as she's clearly no longer pregnant. Skylar confesses to the doctor that she gave birth to a stillborn baby and buried her in the backyard. She told the doctor? She told the doctor. See, she's not a normal, she's she's screwed in the head and young and an idiot and... So the doctor, of course, calls the police to tell them what happened. On July 14th... She freaking told the doctor. Yes, as if like... I mean, like I, don't, I don't know if her mentality was like that this is They're normal. Feel bad I mean, it's normal. did she not think about the consequences of admitting that? Like, It's a dead person. It's a human life. A human. It's not your cat that just passed away. It's a baby. And it's buried in the dirt. Like... My mind, I can't wrap my head around it. I'm trying to have compassion for two separate people right now. And it's really, really hard because I have compassion for the baby, no doubt. And I also feel like I have compassion for Skylar. But at the same time, I'm just like, I want to shake her. So anyway, on July 14th, police arrive at the Richardson home to bring Skylar in for questioning. Her dad, Scott, asks what's going on, and the police tell him that she's not in any trouble. They just need to ask her about something that she may be involved in. So he lets her go without him, and he just meets them there. While she's being questioned, he waits in the lobby. He tells Kim what's going on, but still has no idea why they're there. Kim arrives, and the police finally tell them the real reason Skylar is at the station being questioned, and they are completely taken aback, claiming that they had no idea Skylar was ever even pregnant in the first place. So Kim and Scott are allowed into the interrogation room, and Skylar greets them bawling and apologizing profusely. Her dad says, you should have just told us, and Kim says... Kids get pregnant every day. It's not the end of the world. And she seems pissed. And all Skylar can say is, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. And when you look at this video, 
you have to just see it for yourself. It wouldn't do any justice if I just played the audio of it. But Kim, you can tell, has this, like, I want to speak to the manager haircut and, like, has this kind of, like, stern attitude. And I am not saying by any means that she doesn't have a right to be upset. But you can just see in this moment when Skylar is so just, like, crushed and sad and apologetic. I mean, she looks like a child who has gotten in huge trouble. Like, it's almost like, you know, you're, you're looking at an 18-year-old, but I feel like I'm looking at more of, like, a 6-year-old who's just in way over her head and is so sorry that she's disappointed her parents. Like I can tell she very clearly has remorse and I don't think she ever realized how much trouble she was really going to be in. But um, then at one point, Kim tells Skylar, we had the perfect life. And Scott asks, she sees the f- oh. right? Like, are you, are you serious? Like that's your reaction? Not like, so she said that out loud? She said it out loud, and it, it was recorded, and it all the whole interview is on YouTube, so you could watch it if you want to, but um, she just sits down and shakes her head and says, we had the perfect life, and Skylar's just sitting there bawling. Scott asks, who's the father? And Skylar says, Trey, the guy I dated a long time ago. Kim says, you lied to him, you lied to me about so much, and now you're going to lose Brandon over this. Like, it's now you're going to lose your boyfriend nice over this? <laughs> like, I just, I can't, like, where are your priorities? There's a dead baby in your backyard. And you're worried about, like, oh, we had the perfect life. And now you're going to lose your boyfriend. Like, who gives a shit about the boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Just crazy. Crazy, crazy. So five days later, on July 17th, authorities discover baby Annabelle's remains in the backyard. At this point, all that really remained was bones. But... They noticed that some of the bones appeared to be burned, or at least one of the forensic anthropologists um, claimed that some of the bones appeared to be charred. So detectives tell Skylar what they found, and Skylar tells them that she did not burn her baby. And you can tell she's like, you know, just shocked to even hear that the, the bones were burned. And she denies repeatedly. They asked her a total of 17 times if she had burned her baby. And then by the 17th time, her story finally changed. But this is a psychological tactic that detectives sometimes use to get someone to crack. And it's often why innocent people admit to a crime they didn't really commit. She told the investigators that she had a lighter and touched it to the baby a little bit in an effort to cremate it. But when she said that, it was after the de- detectives already like kind of gave her that idea, like gave her that out. So one of the detectives said, like, you know, I'm thinking maybe you did it because you wanted to cremate the baby and have a little piece of her with you. And like they kind of just put it in her head. And then she came out and said, well, yeah, I, I guess I did. She if also you put it to the baby, though. Wouldn't it still like would that show up on the bone? So exactly that that, that was exactly my thought. Like she gave birth to a baby that had like skin, t- tissue, muscle, whatever, like all the way down to the bone. I don't. It was hard for me to even believe that she had burned it, especially the way she's saying she did. Because if she's saying like, "Oh, I just held the lighter to it a little bit," like that would not cause bones to char. Plus. It takes incredibly high degrees of temperature to burn bones, so a little lighter, I don't think, would have done that. She also insisted in the beginning that the baby never made any noise, but now she's telling them maybe she made a gurgling noise. But again, 
That was after a detective asked her multiple times if the baby ever made any noise, any whimpers, any gurgling sounds. And they asked her over and over and over again. And finally, she said, maybe she made a gurgling noise. So because of this, though, it changes things big time. Because if she didn't make a noise, then it's, you know, safe to assume that she was a stillborn baby. But if she did not make a noise, then that would mean her life was... Or I mean, if she she did did make a noise then that would mean her life was taken from her. So Skylar was arrested and charged with reckless homicide and sent to jail where her parents paid her bail, and she was sent home until her court date two weeks later. And after that hearing, she was arrested for aggravated murder, voluntary manslaughter, endangering children, and abuse of a corpse. The prosecutor suggested that her motive to kill her baby was that the baby wouldn't fit into her picture-perfect life. He further used the evidence of the text to her mom and boyfriend the next day, the pictures she took of herself at the gym the day after she gave birth, to suggest that she never really mourned her daughter. Which is fair. Because, yeah, Skylar was relieved that the baby was gone and that the pregnancy was over. And according to prosecutors, Skylar Googled how to get rid of a baby days before the baby was born. He also pointed out that Skylar never made arrangements to have her baby in a normal way. She never made follow-up appointments or made arrangements for adoption, and she never told anyone about it. So, like, what if she would have had a healthy baby? Then what what would she have done with it, you know? Mm So... Trey Johnson, which is the baby's father, and his family attended many of the hearings, and they found out about the baby over Facebook, which is super sad. Um, During the trial, people would literally camp outside of the Richardson home and totally vilified Skylar and her family. Their image was totally destroyed. The case went on for an entire year, putting Skylar's plans to go to the University of Cincinnati on hold. Skylar had to wear an ankle monitor as she was on house arrest during her trial, and it didn't serve her to go into the public anyway, since this small town was well aware of what she'd done, and everybody knew who they were. They knew the story. Like, it's a small town. Mm-hmm. Skylar's defense attorneys presented evidence from doctors who changed their minds regarding the char on the baby's bones, claiming that they had, in fact, never been burned, which also proves Skylar's innocence when she claims that she never burned the baby. Like, mm-hmm. that proved to be true. Um, so another psychiatrist spent hours interviewing Skylar during the trial and diagnosed her with a mental disorder that would cause Skylar to comply with authority figures, which would explain why she changed her story to fit their narrative. And it also kind of explains why she was so quick to want to please her parents. Another OBGYN also testified that he believed the baby was likely stillborn since most newborns have color to them, and Skylar told the police in the very beginning that the baby was white. Like, quote, white, just pale. Mm -hmm. So a 12-person jury deliberated for only four hours before deciding on their verdict. On September 12th of 2019, Skylar was found not guilty of aggravated murder, voluntary manslaughter, or child endangerment. However, she was found guilty of gross abuse of a corpse. The judge sentenced her to three years of probation And last month, her judge released her early after she only served 14 months of probation. 
Um, Richardson now has been attending college. She maintains a 3.8 to 4.0 GPA, and she's uh, working at the Ritgers and Ritgers Law Office in Lebanon. And her attorneys say it is Richardson's goal, I'm sorry, Skyler's goal, to become an attorney. That is wild. Yeah, so that is the story. And I, from what I've seen when I was reading different articles about this, it seems like a lot of people are kind of, um, you know, undecided on if they feel like, you know, it feels like the verdict amongst the public is undecided. Some yeah, people think she sure. murdered her baby. Some people don't. Yeah. Um, and people who knew her describe her as a very sweet girl, very compassionate. Um, so, I mean, I don't know, just from everything that I've read and the, the videos I've watched and the interviews I've seen with her, I don't know. I have a hard time believing that she would murder her baby. Like, I, I don't think that that happened. I think that this was a girl who was way in over her head, mm-hmm. very immature, great at school, but didn't have much common sense. Yep. And I feel like that's pretty common. People who are great in academics are not so great like with common sense. Yeah. But what that's do you think? stereotypical. I mean, she's like this little cute cheerleader girl that's very book smart and kind of dumb. Right. I mean, I mean, I'm just being real, and I, I don't. I think it was a. I think I don't think she murdered it. Like she got it and killed it. No. Like I think it was a stillborn. But I think she was extremely immature. Mm-hmm. And like I think her family, like her mom, like if she's listening, to this, I think she's it, like if she's listening, to this, you're an idiot. But I think she's <laughs> a complete, like all about image. Keep up with the Joneses. Compare yourself mm-hmm. to everybody in the world, moron. I really hope that this changed that because that ingrained these horrible principles yeah. into this girl. And so, yeah, this girl's in way over her head, immature, and lies to appease appease her parents. Really, yeah, her mom. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I no, I don't think I think it was a stillborn. I still think there it needs to carry a punishment, mm-hmm. and I, I get that she had probation. I think she got off really, really easily. Mm-hmm. I think, and I don't know, maybe, I I don't know, like people, okay, just so you know, I don't know about law and how it works and everything to the degree that like Kelly does. If I get in trouble ever, I'm going to get a lawyer, a good one. But, (laughs) but I, I, like, I feel like the mom has some sort of responsibility in this way that she raised her and in this way that she, like, I get that that probably has no legal implication, but I'm just saying like Mm -hmm. her mom has issues. Yeah, it's really disappointing that, you know, the, the like, priorities, I guess, that she instilled or the values she instilled in, in her daughter mm-hmm. um, That's, manifested yeah. in such a horrible way. Right, and I guess she's 18, so the mom can't get anything legally. When I said that out loud, I realized it sounds stupid, but I'm just saying. Like, but I understand crazy. what you mean. It's like she's culpable for some of this, like, for the way that Skylar turned out because... Well, and then in the room, you literally say we had the perfect life. Like, that's the cherry on top of the way you raised her. What were you doing? Yeah, right. And it feels weird. I'm not going to lie. I hate talking about people, so it feels it feels weird knowing that we're talking about people that are... Like, I get the murder mystery, the whole thing, mama mystery, the whole thing is talking about people. But, like, we're talking about people that could potentially listen to this and are trying to continue a normal life. That feels mm-hmm. weird. I don't like that. But it just... I'm just... Mm-hmm. It's just interesting. I uh, The only thing I ever hope when it comes to these cases, like... Um, when we talked about, oh my gosh, who was it? Oh, uh, the teachers, the bad teachers, mm-hmm. um, Deborah Lefave, you know, like people who make mistakes and it doesn't necessarily result in like murder, but they still make a mistake that hurts other people. 
because of the way they chose to live their lives or, you know, just irresponsible decisions. I just hope they learn from it, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah, we're talking about it and it's a chance for other people to learn from it as well too, I guess. But man, I just, I just really, really hope this mom and this girl learn from this. is like a lesson of how to like raising kids not to. And just the harm that you can inflict when you impose these impossible standards. Right. Yeah, that's ultimately what she did. Yeah. Made a standard that was like impossible to obtain, appease. Mm -hmm. Wild. Yep. Well, thank you so much for listening. Have we'll a be back. Great week. We'll be back on Friday for a Freaky Friday episode. If you have any suggestions, message me. I love hearing suggestions. I've gotten a bunch lately, so I'm going to sort through them. And uh, we got thousands of episodes to go, so we're going to need the content. Yeah. Mama, mystery. Out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>